Hey, it's me, Dustin. And I'm International Style Boy Steve. Welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest phototainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. And this week, we're going to help a little more because we have Ulysses Del Toro here on the <gasps> podcast with us. Ulysses, how does it feel to officially be one a, a part of the BBB? Part of the BBB? Yeah, the Blue Shirt Boys. Oh, it feels so good. Did I, I say uh... BBB? I think I meant BSB. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I even wrote it BBB instead of BSB in the in I the think, show notes. I was trying to like make myself blue, a note. Blue button down, boys. You know, before I jumped on, I was like, man, I, I, I feel like I should really dress up for this one. And I, I threw on this blue shirt and... And I had no idea at all that you guys were going to be wearing your blue shirts tonight. I have video recorded evidence that none of that is true. <laughs> video recorded evidence that you came to this podcast in a sweaty tank top and we're like, oh, you guys are wearing wearing shirts? I'll put a shirt on too. Even though Steven and I were like, we can take our shirts off. And you were like, no, no, let me put I one on. I 100% never said I that. I said, yeah. uh, as a oh. new international style icon, I demand everybody on this podcast from here on out wears blue button-up shirts all the time. <laughs> there you go. This, this is my official WPH shirt right here. Speaking of shirts, we do have some follow-up. Last week, or two weeks ago at this point in time, uh, we shared a story about Sony having air-conditioned shirts, and uh, that was sent in by listener Kate Hampson, and I totally forgot to mention that. I just I just shared it out. Like, you know, Dustin and I had come across that research on our own, which, you know, is what I normally do. I just steal credit from our listeners who send in cool stuff to us, but I felt kind of bad about it this time for some reason, so... Uh, Thought I'd go back and just uh, give credit where credit's due. Kate so, Hampson sending in that good, good Sony air-conditioned shirt story. So Kate which I'm sure you listeners could use right now. It's 100 degrees in California. Yes. Did we lose Ulysses? Oh, we lost Ulysses. The heat got to him. <laughs> so, so Kate, the blackmail you've been holding over Steve because he did not mention you in the last episode, um, you can now put that one in the show. You still send it to me. Because I, I definitely want to see him in the bunny costume, but uh, you don't have to send that out to the interwebs. I I will I might do it though. Oh, thanks, bud. It's so great. Um, if if I wore a bunny costume from time to time, I would definitely send it to you, and that wouldn't be blackmail. I'd be perfectly fine with that. Mm-hmm. 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 What's mm-hmm. the con- What's the conferences that people go to where they dress up in animal stuff? What's that it's called just again? called Saturday Nights at Steve's House. Saturday at Steve's House. Yeah. Well, so, they say uh, it's going to get more popular now that uh, COVID, so you're like fully protected in the animal suit. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it furries? Isn't that what it's called? Furries? That's exactly what it's called. Yeah. Oh, when we got Ulysses back. He dropped out for a second there. Um, Another little bit of follow-up. Molly Maher sent this in from our very own Facebook group. A wedding photographer has turned matchmaker, it would appear. Uh, Molly sent this into the group, and she just said, um, saw this and thought about Steve and how much he would love this idea because I went on that crazy rant about uh, 
about uh, stranger sessions. And um, Molly just shared this post. Somebody wrote, it said, after much demand, I've given in. Are you tired of Tinder and want to hire a semi, not at all professional matchmaker? Well, look no further. I've put together this survey to match with your ideal partner. Fill it out. Look out for an email if you've been selected. And it's just like basically a photographer saying, I'm getting out of the photography game. I'm getting straight up into the matchmaking game. How do you guys feel about that? How do you guys feel about that? You guys think about doing stranger sessions, becoming matchmakers? Uh, What are you guys thinking? (laughs) Is this like a hitch situation? Is that what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that movie is really, really good. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if she's seen the ending of that movie yet. <laughs> hey, it ends up with Laker tickets. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if those would work out right now, though. <laughs> COVID. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you get like a, a Zoom pass to the to the Lakers game. Is that a thing yet? Uh, television? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh is that what it's called? <laughs> TV, Stephen. <laughs> ah, yes. I, I always forget about that one. Um, so let's move into the meat of the show. What are you guys drinking? I am having an Iron Fire Brewing Company uh, 5150 IPA. Right there. There you go. Nice. How's, how's it taste? You going to crack that open? Yeah. Hang on. Hang on a second. Wow. It's uh, fantastic. Beautiful. I'm, I'm drinking good old-fashioned uh, H2O because I have a very long, grueling wedding tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm still shooting, still more, going strong. More the reason to pop open a beer tonight, Dustin. Uh, yeah, buddy. Get, get it drunk. Get lit. See, get I'm afraid lit, huh? if I opened a beer, I would not stop drinking. Come on, bud. Get lit with me, we will discuss man. later. <laughs> Uh, well, thanks so much for asking, Dustin. Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't. I'm drinking uh, a Tangerine Tornado by Heretic Brewing Company. It's a blonde ale with some tangerine flavoring to it. And I got to tell you, this is the fourth one out of the four pack that I bought. And um, I could have drank them all in one night. They're very delicious. But at like 9.4% alcohol by volume, they are also, uh, you probably shouldn't drink more than one at a, at a go. Let's just say it. Why does this not sound like a beer I'd drink? I don't know. Everything with tangerine just doesn't seem uh, like a Steve Van Elk choice beer. What can I say, man? Um, I'm I'm into the uh, to to beer. I like beer. So <laughs> I'm into beer. <laughs> I know I know. It's a lot of people have asked, like, is Steve Van Elk into beer? And I'm here to tell you, I am into beer. I like beer a lot. Breaking news. Uh, it's not a sour, if that's what you're getting at, because I know I've said in the past I'm not a big fan of sours, but um, I'm coming around on sours slowly but surely, man. I was hanging out with my brother-in-law, and all he drinks now are sours, and he actually he got me into some good ones, some good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so now all that right, part of me that is a beer, uh, I wouldn't say snob, because I feel like the beer snobs all like sours, but maybe just more like beer asshole is how I'd refer to myself. Um, or, or just asshole yeah 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 that works too uh but that part of me slowly being chipped away i'm I'm starting to you know reach out to those sours and about the time that i get into sours it'll be kind of like about the time i got into ipas and everyone will have moved on to something else right when i'm getting into it it's perfect yeah 
It's kind of like you got into bourbons right as everybody else is getting into rye. Rye are disgusting, and I was into bourbons long before everybody started getting into rye. Don't put that on me. <laughs> I've always loved bourbon. Prove it. Anyways, moving on, moving up, moving out. I haven't used that one in a while. So, so... We do have a lot of big news to talk about this week. We we asked Ulysses on because I know uh, he has a lot of experience with this company that put out some really really big news uh, this week. There's there's new gear just announced by Sony. I want to talk to you guys about it because I've been super jazzed about what they announced. Um, the thing that is probably the most impressive by far is uh, Sony has released the CF Express Type A card. And it's a, a completely new sort of CF Express card. Um, and they also put out a reader that goes with it. So um, how are you guys feeling about that CF Express Type <laughs> A card? Yeah, it's definitely the biggest uh, product release from Sony this week. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's by far overshadows the measly little A7S three that they dropped for said cards. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Is- a7s is, is that a thing ulysses have you heard anything about an a7s3 uh yeah i've heard a thing or two they just dropped that this week didn't it <laughs> was that at the same time as the cf express type a card like i i just all i've heard about is the cf express type a card it really had me going i just geez wait does my a7s3 take the cf express card i mean I assume if they made a card that good, they would have to make a camera that could take that card. Otherwise, what would be the point of making a card that good? Am I right? I'm just thinking, like, I hope the camera is not as expensive as that card. (laughs) (laughs) The card is crazy expensive. (laughs) We had to get... Oh, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, my fear was that the camera only took that card. Yeah. Because that would be a Sony move. They'd be like, well, we made it super high quality. Now you guys have to suck it up and buy a $500 SD card. <laughs> no, they they made it uh, so you can use the SD cards as well, I believe. Yes. Uh, I yes. mean, that is the second biggest innovation we've heard this week from Sony. They actually created a card dock that takes <laughs> both CF Express Type A cards and SD cards. You can you know, choose one or the other. And it's not like two separate like cards like slots in there. It's just one card slot you can put either one of those cards into. But it's also a dual card slot. So does that mean you can only put one CF card and one SD card in there? No, no, it's, no. it's dual. There's or. two CF Express Type A slash. See, SD it's really confusing because it's called CF Express when it's in fact an SD Express is what we need to be calling it. So can we have four cards in there? Is that what you guys are saying? No, nope, you can only still have two. two cards. It's I'm just gonna, the cards I'm going to need you guys to really just draw this out for me so I can get a really good <laughs> idea of what's going on here. <laughs> so the new cards that Sony released are the exact same shape and size as an SD card, mm. but they record as fast as a CF Express card, which is typically what you would use for like some of the the higher end cinema cameras for like Canon and black magic and a couple of the other big players. Uh, I see. Um, the CF express type a card is not the same size and shape as the SD card. It's like a little bit thicker and also it's like squared off on every side. 
It's all right angles. Relatively, relatively the same shape and size. So that Mm -hmm. you can put either card into the same slot. No, no, the slots actually, like, they're weird. They're not like normal slots. (laughs) Because because the SD cards are, like, they're wider. But the Mm -hmm. CF cards are, are, CF Express Type A cards are thicker. So it's basically like we use the same pins, but like it, the, the slot is like skinny and then it gets fat. <laughs> so I don't know why you're pushing this weird, weird thing that the, the cards are the same because the cards are not the same. They're it's not, not like you're going to get a CF Express type A card and confuse it with an SD card. It, They're very I, different. I do agree with Dustin. It has a similar shape to the SD card, whereas a CF card has a similar shape to a uh oh now i got myself confused (laughs) welcome to the black hole you you let dustin get into your head oh no inception baby (laughs) oh okay so um more big news from sony uh they've got brand new touch menus um that they've created which is amazing so how, how painful is this for you, Dustin? It's painful. It's painful. It's painful for our listeners. I'm putting myself in our <laughs> listeners' shoes, thinking like, "Gosh, I've been waiting. This is literally the video camera I've been wanting Sony to put out for the last four to five years. Here it is. Finally, can pre-order it." And Steve's excited about the cards, and he's excited about the touchscreen menu. Next thing he's gonna say is like how excited he is about how bright the screen is now. <laughs> brightest the brightest lcd screen of any camera out there okay well i mean not we to did mention bring that it shoots Ulysses 4k on... 60 frames per second we did bring Ulysses on so you'd have somebody to fanboy with this week jeez i'm surprised uh <sighs> that steve's just excited to talk gear talk on this podcast are you kidding me it's all steve ever wants to talk about but he pretends <laughs> like it's me just so that he can talk about it. Steve was excited to dick around and waste everyone's time while he talked about bullshit nobody cares about. <laughs> so Ulysses, are you pre-ordering this? Upset. Uh, definitely, that's going to be a no for me, Dustin. But um, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. What uh, I was talking about. The camera. Camera. No, 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 <laughs> no way. I was talking about this camera with Steve and I, and he's the one that told, like actually told me about it before I actually looked up the specs and I was kind of thrown back by the megapixels. What is it? It's like uh 12, 12. megapixels, you know, AKA for, all you need. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, the, the iPhone, she's 12 megapixels. And when I recently put out something about the iPhone uh, and whether or not you could use it for professional photography, um, basically every Sony professional photographer I saw <laughs> said that you couldn't print those out large. So, no, you could never use it for professional work. So... Or well, Sony saw your article and they're like, God, these look pretty good. I guess we only need to go to 12 megapixels, guys. <laughs> Stop the R&D on pushing this thing to 16. Steve is a, is a big influencer, so I, I can't imagine how that, that reached to Sony. No, uh, I, you know what? I am a wedding photographer first and a videographer second. And the reason I switched over to Sony was because the a7 III 
gave me the best of both worlds. So for me, this camera is is video heavy, and uh, I'm always going to need a camera that can that can do both. So that that's going to be a negative for me on this one. Yeah, it's funny. So the A7S series within the Sony lineup um, is supposed to be Sony's high ISO flagship camera. It's the camera that they designed to perform the best in low light. Um, that was when Sony first got into the SLR market. That was something that they thought would very well differentiate their brands. Um, they had the high megapixel line and the high ISO line. And those are the two areas they attacked. And so when they released that, it became a all around, you know, video lovers camera because it videographers could shoot weddings and receptions without lights because they could push their ISO. And then so I think I'm feeling like what you said is true, where they really catered this camera directly to the video marketplace because there hasn't been a whole lot of talk about like, wow, the ISO on this thing is unbelievable, which I'm sure it is. But I think more people are excited about the video features that they packed into it than you anything else. You sent me a message saying it was a low-light beast on iMessage, Dustin. It is. Okay. Okay. Okay, Dustin. Okay. So why are you talking about how it's not great in low-light or nobody's no, no. talking about it? You're never talking said about it. not good okay. in low light. I said, I feel like they, instead of just catering like, oh, this is a great camera for low light, like they definitely are marketing it towards the videographers at heart. Well, it's a great camera for video for low light. It's not a great camera for photos. It's only 12 megapixels. And as I was told time and time again with the iPhone thing, um, you can't print 12 megapixel photos big enough. So yeah, ironically who's, who's enough, use it? when I was shooting D700 for pretty much the half of my current career and even what was like the d4 no d3 d3 was 12 megapixels mm -hmm. so it was like i never once had a client say man I, I wish there was some more megapixels you could pack in in my photo for me you heard it here first, everybody. Uh, Dustin thinks all you need is an iPhone to shoot <laughs> weddings. Thank you so much, Dustin. Glad to have that confirmed. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. That's that's what I love to hear, buddy. That's what I love to hear. Oh, um, wait. So how does this how does this camera compare to, like, an actual cinema camera? Like, like maybe, like, uh, like a... Like an iPhone picture. 11 Pro. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about how this new Sony camera compares to your iPhone 11 Pro. Uh, how this does it compare to a Blackmagic Cinema camera? Gonna, I don't have experience with that. That's you two. You two have experience with that. This is going to be talk the amongst yourselves. This is going to be the follow-up blog to your shooting a wedding on an iPhone, <laughs> shooting a video on an iPhone, shooting a wedding film on an iPhone. So I mean, it's pretty much a wedding filmmaker's dream camera because of the S log. And they revamped the S-Log so that you can now shoot, I think it's 200 ISO versus it used to be 1600 ISO. Um, so it's going to allow you to really bring that ISO down a lot lower, which will alleviate the need for ND filters as frequently um, if you're into that kind of thing. But um, so that's really cool. It's got a, the 4K60 obviously is the biggest feature that everyone's fanboying or girling over. 4K up to 120, is that right? 
Yeah, you can go a 4K 120, but the bitrate's still pretty crap on that. So, I mean, it's great that you can do it. Don't get me wrong. But, like, as far as, like, the best image quality possible, I mean, 4K 60 is going to be really where it's at as far as slow-mo goes. But it's nice to have in the clutch to do the 120 for, you know, say, sports or something. But it's still... Uh, I was talking to my good buddy Luke McBride of Unscripted Visuals about it yesterday, and he said from the sample footage he was seeing, it was still not quite giving the filmic look as the Blackmagic stuff. So, but everything I saw, and I'm way less picky than he is, uh, looks amazing. It looked great. It looked just the equivalent of the FS7 and like the higher end Sony camera stuff. I feel like that half the price. I feel like that's the only reason I would want to go that route. But, you know, at my day job, we do have a black magic and it's uh, a lot uh, cheaper than the a seven S three. And you do get that very cinematic look with Mm -hmm. that camera. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, it just depends, too, like what you're shooting. Like, so I shoot a lot of events, a lot of live action type stuff. So for me, having that autofocus capability of throwing it on a gimbal and running around and getting shots without having to worry about manually focusing as somebody who's used to autofocusing with photography um, just takes a lot of the thinking out of the process. And I can focus more on the story and the composition. But do you think it's going to be a a huge difference in comparison to like the A7 III, what the A7 III is capable of they when it comes they, to video? It, they said it has um, the same autofocusing system that the A7R4 has, which I've never played with that camera, so I don't know how much better or the same the autofocusing is in that camera versus the A7 III. Um, but... Wow. So I can't I can't say without having held it and tested it and played with it, but I'm sure it's going to be better than like the A7S II because that thing's not the greatest at autofocus. But I'll pro- I'm going to wait. I know you guys haven't asked me yet, but I'm going to wait and get one next year. Just with weddings canceling and rescheduling, um. I'm gonna wait till it comes down a couple hundred bucks. Thirty-five hundred is just a little, little too steep for me at this point. Whereas, like Ulysses said, all my clients are gonna be plenty happy with the results that my A7 threes are producing. Yeah, I'm hoping the A7 threes go down in price another hundred or two, and I'm just gonna keep buying more of those. <laughs> well, what you're gonna see is a lot of people selling theirs used. You're going to see a lot of them hit Facebook Marketplace, I bet, in the next month. I love the a7 III. It's a great camera. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like it's going to last me a long time, so I wouldn't mind picking up a few more of those. The only thing I thought about doing with the a7 S3 to make it worth the purchase is um, for any new weddings that come in the door, offering them a 4K upgrade. Like for an additional fee, like hey, if you want, we can now offer your wedding film in 4K. Did you get a did you get a new IMAX? You can edit that. Yeah, I you plan did? on doing your, that next your year. Your new too. IMAX Pro came in, or 
Because I know you bought one and then you had to like send it back and then you got another one, but then that get one was broken. One. No, I didn't get another one. I've only had one that I got and then sent back. Oh no, I did get two. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but I got them at the same time. Because you had like time. a discount from an Apple employee. Right. I bought one and then a past groom of ours that you and I both have. Um, he was able to hook me up with his employee discount, and that was super sweet and kind of him. Thank you. And I got it, and it was a refurb, and it stopped working after about a week. And so then I sent it back, and they no longer carried that in the refurb-type state. So now I'm just waiting because he told me I should wait till next year, till the new version of the computers come out with the new... Oh, you can't share that. Are you trying to get him fired? <laughs> uh, you watched the developer conference just like the rest of us, Steve. <laughs> Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Are you saying there's going to be an ARM iMac? Is that what you're saying? Are you trying to get our friend fired? Oh my gosh. I didn't say that nor oh. deny it. So let's talk about the big news because I'm bored with all this Sony talk. Um, <laughs> so the Sony A7S 3 it's overheating, isn't it? It's because it's so damn hot, Steve. It's so hot. It's only so, overheating where uh, Ulysses lives. So, so the, the big <laughs> where it's 100 <laughs> degrees every day. So the, the the big news about the Canon EOS R5 um, has been that it's overheating, overheating when people are well. shooting 8K and in 4K at 60 frames per second. Um, and when the Sony came out, the initial reviews that people were posting were, oh, it's not overheating. And then some people started shooting with it outside in sunlight. And at 80 degrees Fahrenheit outside in sunlight, it overheated faster, shooting at 4K 60 frames per second, than the Canon R5 was overheating outside in direct sunlight. So, it's like, uh, it's it's weird, dude. It's like, <laughs> you can't make a mirrorless camera that can shoot outside in the sunlight. Do these, without, do these camera manufacturers without it not test it in outside conditions? No, it's just, just funny to me because like the Sony came out and like it was a big hullabaloo. Well, we did all this stuff to make sure it wouldn't overheat. And like initial reactions were it's not overheating. And then as soon as people took it outside, which is where most of our weddings would be, and most of our weddings in the summer where I am shooting video outside, it's gonna be over eighty degrees and it's gonna be in direct sunlight most of the time too. So <sighs> You know which uh you know which camera I've never had an overheating are you going to say Black Magic? Are you going to say Black Magic again? <laughs> I'm going to be so angry if Black Magic gets brought up one more time on a <laughs> photography podcast. No, I was actually going to say the A7 III. I've never had an overheating issue with the A7 III. I've shot video in the sunlight in 90-degree weather, and my cameras are just fine. Have you guys, uh, with any of your other cameras, have you guys ever had overheating issues? Just curious. A6500. I've, I've had the A7S overheat. I've had the A7R overheat. What were we using at Aaron's wedding? Oh, that was so long ago. I don't remember. Probably the A7S too. Because the, the camera we set up in the back overheated, and we had to take that off and put it in the shade and then like put it back up right before the, uh, the ceremony started, if you remember. It was probably also, the S. I, I just wanted to bring this up because I feel like 
all cameras like my my canon cameras have trouble overheating if i'm shooting outside in direct sunlight and this is going back to the 7d the like 7d the first one i ever had would overheat sometimes just shooting uh 1080p you know 30 frames per second so um I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like the overheating thing is definitely an issue that people have to deal with, and it's it's great that uh, Canon has now said that they're going to delay shipments of the R5 and R6 by possibly up to four months. They're possibly not going to ship now until November because they're trying to fix the overheating issue. Um, so that's great. If if we could get a camera that performs better, that'd be you know better for everyone. But I feel like overheating, especially when shooting video, has just always been a problem with DSLRs and with mirrorless. Because that's been my experience. Like, uh, I have burnt out pixels when I shoot video on my Canon 7D because the sensor overheated so many times when I was shooting video with it. When you shoot photos, it has, like, the uh, dust delete or whatever. So, like, you never see the pixels that are burnt out. But when you shoot video, it it can't do that. So you have, like, uh, two white spots and... Ah, it's frustrating. It's very so frustrating. You think pretty soon when you go to order a mirrorless camera on like Amazon or B&H or Adorama, like you're going to see like commonly bought with umbrella that mounts to your hot shoe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I actually, I have a fix for this that I just wanted to throw out there and it ties into a bit of follow-up we had. That's right. Kate Hampson wrote us into us about the Sony air conditioned shirt. Buy a Sony air conditioned shirt and just wrap it around your mirrorless body when you're shooting. Problem solved, right? You can shoot all day with that baby now. Yeah, I saw somebody, I can't remember the manufacturer, somebody posted in our Facebook group uh, a third party company that was making like a little fan that you attach to your A7, you know, or no, it was the Canon camera. You attach it to the new Canon camera behind the LCD. They would like blow air at it to cool it off. Um, I have I've been on shoots before where I've seen people take a bag of ice and put it on top of a DSLR while they were <laughs> shooting. And this is before these new ones came out. So like this whole overheating thing is it's not new to people who shoot a lot of video. It's it's just new to people who are like like the biggest uproar I feel like I was seeing was people who shoot weddings because they are outside and they are in the sun a lot. Yeah. So it is a, a big problem for them. Well, and it's the only time, especially during a ceremony, where you can't just be like, shit, my camera overheated. Like, can you guys just one second hold ceremony, please, real quick? Let me just swap this body out. Yeah, you can't you can't do that. So and that's ninety percent of the time when my cameras have overheated has all been in outdoor ceremonies where the cameras are all set, ready to go, and then the bride's like dicking around, taking her time. And then we're like half an hour late. <laughs> and so then my camera's like halfway through the ceremony overheat. Wait, Dustin, have you had overheating issues with the A7 III though? I can't say that I have with the A7 III. It's tough because so when I set up a ceremony, I, it's like whatever camera I have, I just throw in certain spots. So I don't really always memorize which, because I have mm-hmm. an R3 mm-hmm. and then I have the you know, two threes and then an S2. When you overheat, do you typically bl- blame it on the bride? I'll typically <laughs> blame it on whoever was manning that camera. I just, so like, I'm just like trying to figure out what gets you hot, like, buddy. Oh, that's, that's all. Steve's fault. <laughs> oh, so I get you hot. That's what you're saying. Okay, got Always. it. Got it. You get, us all, yeah. you get us all hot, Steve. I'd mm. just like to know what fires you can poise up. <laughs> just 
I just look at your eyes and wonder what's beneath the mask. <laughs> the, wait, what? <laughs> the mask doesn't cover my eyes. Oh. No, I, I look like we we were. Never mind. I digress. I was uh I was shooting something one time. It was um. It was like a series of educational videos, and um, they were Porn. meant for Porn. use in the they're meant for use in the Middle East, and um, so they're Porn. in a different language. <laughs> and it was a studio shoot, and we were shooting with the uh, 7D for this whole thing all day long, and um, it overheated twice, and uh, Got just, too hot. just had to just had to take breaks. Yeah, it's been yeah, hot. It was just like, hey, uh, we're just gonna we're gonna need some time to uh, to to chill out and relax. But meanwhile, like at that time, I didn't know that the uh, like I didn't know <laughs> I had never had a camera overheat on me before that point in time in my life. So I'm just like sweating, like, oh my gosh, is the camera ever gonna work? What's going on? I'm like frantically like googling on my iPhone, trying to figure out what's happening to me right now. Oh man, that was a terrible situation to be in. <laughs> Sounds like he should have switched to Sony a long time ago. Yeah, sounds like <laughs> it. I maybe I don't know. At the time, Sony didn't really exist. So as the as a like a camera brand back when I was shooting on the 7D, it's been a so, while since then, and Sony's like a major player now. That I, I don't know. The, the Sony CyberShot has been out for a long time. <laughs> so Steve, does this A7S3 have you in any way, shape, or form tempted, teased, moved? No. no. I just told you, Canon's delaying the R5 and R6 shipments so that they can fix the problem. Everything about the Canon R5 is better than the Sony A7S3, except for the overheating issue. So why would I jump ship now? Why would I jump ship now? And the the Canon R5 will be better at shooting just normal photos, which is most of my work these days. So why would I ever jump ship? I don't even think I'm going to get an R5, though. I think if I get anything, it's probably going to be an R6, because I think that's all I'm going to need. Wow. I got you really worked up. Why? I don't understand people who are like, I can't wait to shoot 8K. Can't wait to shoot 8K. Who's going to shoot 8K? Especially people 8K47. who are Just going to get that 8K47. Is that what you said? Yeah. Go to the gun most, range. Most videographers I know are still delivering like their wedding films as 720p. So. I just don't even understand why people are frothing at the mouth for 8K to begin with. It's super cool, but you know, I might I might be biased here, but um, how does the R6 compare to the A7 III? The A7 S3? Uh, no, 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 no. The A7 III. Oh, mm-hmm. I have no idea, bro. The R6 has like the uh, same sensor in it as the Canon 1DX Mark III, I believe. So it's it's basically um, it's basically just as good as an R5 in almost everything, except it can't uh, it can't shoot 8K raw and it can't shoot the 4K oversampled at 60 frames per second, like the R5 can, I think, are like the two big places where it uh, falls down. So like with the R6, if you're gonna try to shoot 120 frames per second, you'd have to go to uh, 1080p for that, whereas the R5 could do 4K 120 frames per second dude the canon r6 looks like a great camera (laughs) nobody's talking about it but it looks really good no you just get the r5 
<laughs> Why would you pay two thousand four hundred and ninety nine when you could pay three thousand eight hundred and ninety nine? Why? Just imagine those that high end bride where you're like, hey, I uh, just want to let you know here are my video pricing. Um, we have a few upgrade a la carte options uh, for an extra, you know, thousand dollars. We can deliver your film in four K for an extra two thousand dollars. We can deliver the it. parts of the film. <laughs> That we can deliver too hot in 8K. <laughs> we can deliver the whole wedding film in 8K. Wait, for an extra uh, two thousand dollars, and if you're willing to move your wedding to winter in Canada, <laughs> we can shoot the whole thing in 8K. Don't worry about it. I want to hear. I want to hear you guys uh, sell me on this 8K. I don't know what you're talking about. You were the one trying to sell me on it the other day, and I messaged. You're like, I would totally shoot 8K for my interviews. And I was like, why would you ever need 8K resolution for <laughs> interviews? I don't see a point in 8K, personally. Most people in their houses, they do not have the space from where their television is on the wall to where they sit to be able to notice the difference between 1080p and 4k resolution so why would anyone i I can notice the difference on our tv oh my gosh steve you're being very you're being very negative right now how (laughs) are this is couldn't even tell the difference between dustin's blue button-up shirt and my blue button-up shirt 8k is not something we need we're all wearing the same blue button-up shirt listen how are you going to sell how are you going to sell your brides on 8k so 8K is the... No, you can't sell brides on 8K. <laughs> Dustin's going to try right now. How do so, you sell How do you sell me on 8K, Dustin? No, no, no. Like, forget I, that. You and Dustin are both black magic boys. Sell me on 12K, <laughs> babies. Come on. Well, sell me on that 12K. 12K, that's an easy sell, Steve. 12K is for the cinematographers out there that are really lazy and only want to shoot with like a 24 millimeter lens. And... They're like, hey, hey, punch in right there. No, 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 man, no, no. We'll we'll punch it in post. Don't even worry about it. I want to get the whole scene. We're we'll punching in post. Hi, I'm that videographer. <laughs> I can't believe this. I feel like you just sold me on the Blackmagic 12K. <laughs> yeah. We're one camera for the ceremony. One camera you for mean... ceremony. We're gonna punch in on the bride's face. We're gonna punch in on the groom's face. <laughs> it's like three cameras were there. You mean we can fix it all in post? I'm in. Uh, yeah, screw it's the, raw. It's screw, raw video. Screw man. Canon. Screw the A7S3. I'm getting another Black Magic. Yeah. As somebody who has edited a lot of videos for people, that sounds terrible. Please don't do that to your editors. Anyone out there ever, do not do that. Fix it in post. Oh my you, gosh. You have editors? I'm, I'm the editor. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm saying, Ulysses. I'm the editor. Don't do it to me. Don't do it to you. We're both editors. Dustin is the person who's sending stuff off to an editor. He's the person to be like, oh, no, no, just punch in. Yep. Oh, man. Yep. So you guys anxiety. have anxiety. anxiety have... about the way editors are going to be treated because of these new cameras, boys. I haven't been sold on this 8K yet, you know. <laughs> You're so sold the... on 12K, but not on 8K. <laughs> So the reason You're like, that's 8- middle ground. Who would even go there? So the reason 8K is a thing, Ulysses, is the same reason 4K is a thing on our current camera lineup. So the idea is you would deliver a 1080 film, but you would shoot it in 4K so you can crop and recompose and post. So if you wanted to deliver a 4K film, you would shoot it in 8K in case you wanted to punch in or move around a little bit or do any kind of digital zooming. 
in post. Wait, is this how you're selling it to your bride? Because no, this is how I'm selling it to you as the consumer of the camera. No, no, no. How are you going to sell it to the bride? That is my question. Because the bride's going to just go, what? (laughs) You don't sell. You you don't sell tech specs to a bride, Ulysses. How long have you been shooting? He was just saying, like, you're going to sell 4K to the bride, and then you're going to upgrade it to two thousand dollars. Ulysses, I'm here telling you, don't play Dustin's game. Don't play Dustin's game. Don't play Dustin's game. He's leading you down a dark path. You don't want to go say, where he's going. You just simply say, "Hey, bride. Hey, hey, Sally. Um, I, you know, we I just got that new name, Sally. Choose a different name. I was hey, just sa- trying to add hey, bride, some Sally Psycho conversation um, to this podcast. I apologize. You should. Do you have one of those new Apple TV 4Ks? Aren't those so cool? Don't you want to be able to maximize your wedding film on that Apple TV 4K? Well, you're in luck. In 2021, we're actually going to be able to offer a 4K wedding film. Uh, you know what? I think I got it. I think I got it because it only costs you know 4K what? extra. I've been doing a lot of uh, you know sales calls with Jen recently uh, for like album sales and stuff, and I I, I think I, I I know how we sell brides on 8K wedding films. I picture you in look, sales. Look 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 look. Are you listening? Jeez, jeez, jeez! Just trying to talk right over me. Wow, to make your abusive points. This is how you sell a bride on an 8K film. <laughs> Here at Del Toro Media, we're we're not making we're not making a, a throwaway garbage film. We're making something you can pass down to your children for generations to come. And what's gonna happen in generations to come? Well, if you want an heirloom film like what we produce here at Del Toro Media, then you have to know that the way technology is going. In the next 10 years, we're going to make the jump to 8K. If your wedding film is just in 4K, it won't look good to your children's children when they watch the film. Have you have you seen have you seen the the the, the last dance? Have you seen the last dance documentary because I was watching it the other day and there are shots on the basketball floor with the basketball boys, Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan, and uh, they they look pixelated. They don't look good. Do you want a wedding film passed down to your grandbabies that looks pixelated and don't look good? I don't think so. I want you to have the highest quality film, a Del Toro media film. Let us future-proof your wedding dreams. Yeah. Sold, Ulysses? Uh, So you're buying... You're buying it, buying an R5 or a you've Black heard of, Magic 12. You've heard of life insurance, right? You've heard of health insurance. Think of this as future insurance for your wedding film. And and to make sure that your grandbabies' grandbabies can see this film, we're going to store it on the Wedding Photo Hangover Ultimate Lifetime Video Storage bin, player, box. <laughs> Dustin, help me sell this. We have to make a new product. Quick. You're the product guy. Go, 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 go. The WPH box. The logo looks a bit like a penis, but once you get past that, everything we do uh, looks like a penis. I'll pass. (laughs) (laughs) We run it through the Pied Piper algorithm that shrinks it all down. You know, Ulysses, a lot of people getting married actually like the look of a penis. I'm just going to say it. (laughs) 
no, you might think no that comment. wouldn't sell, but it might sell. It might. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead and steer away from this one. Ulysses, would you buy something that looked like a penis? Listener Gowering Bat from our very own Facebook group sent us this feel-good story because we could all use a feel-good story right now, especially after the horrible things that just came out of my mouth. Um, Dustin, do you have a chance to read this? Ulysses, do you have a chance to read went into my mouth but uh stranger oh, captures boy. couples brooklyn bridge wedding and tracks them down on twitter so a photographer is walking down the brooklyn bridge just happened to see a wedding going on brought his camera up snapped a few photos then used the power of twitter to track these people down and uh give them some photos from their wedding day because they noticed they didn't have a photographer there how do you guys feel about that how did he use the, for those of us who've never really stalked anyone using Twitter, um, Stephen, I'm sure you have, how how does one stalk an individual using Twitter? Well, There's no photos. This technically wouldn't be stalking. Stalking's like you already know who the person is, and now you're like following them, you're watching who they respond to, who they reply to, trying to, you know, watch their every single move. This is more like you're playing hide and seek, except you're not sure <laughs> who the person hiding from you is. So, so it's like stalk and seek? tracking them down. It's, it's more like bounty hunter seek. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just, uh, you, you, uh, you hire Dog the Bounty Hunter, and he woof woofs and uh, gets them on the Twitter, you know? Birds are so, afraid of dogs, so that's how his service works. So was, was the couple excited to see the photos? Was the couple was there a happy ending to this story? Because that is the thing. That is the thing. It is possible that they did this and they didn't want photos. They didn't want any photos. Maybe, maybe they're getting married in secret. You know, you never know. Which is why. Which and is now, why and now their families found out. And now there's a war. Maybe <laughs> they were a prince a and princess. Oh. They flew to America to get married secretively. And they just chose the Brooklyn Bridge because they felt like it was a metaphor of bridging their two countries. And then this asshole walks up and he just starts photographing. And now it's on the New York Post website. And now these two countries are at war. And those two countries are? Uh, I didn't catch their <laughs> heritage, so I won't uh, <laughs> speculate. It was Russia and America. It was actually one of Putin's kids and one of Trump's kids. Oh, so no. Ivanka, Ivanka and Putin's? <laughs> yeah, she, she got a divorce, I guess, and is now remarrying. Or maybe she didn't get a divorce. Maybe she's just marrying again. Who knows? And <laughs> this fiction that we've created. Uh, no, the couple was actually happy to get the photos. So uh, they said that their whole day was like a whirlwind and they were caught up in the moment and stuff. But they, they were happy that they have like a, you know, phot photographic evidence that so it happened. Was there a follow up question from the New York Post reporter where he's like, so you were happy to get the photos and they meant a lot to you. Why the hell did you not hire a photographer to capture it in the first place? Uh, I think, I think, and it's been a while since I actually read the story, but I'm pretty certain they had like a wedding plan. COVID happened and then they were just like, screw it. Let's get married anyway. And so it was kind of like a last minute sort of thing and not really like a, Oh, let's make sure we have everything we get everything in in order and in line so, so what you're saying is there's a chance that there was a wedding photographer screwed over in the midst of this cancellation he saw these photos and he's like what the fuck this was my couple 
I was supposed to shoot this wedding and they didn't call me and now I have to sue them for breach of contract. Um, you know what? I actually know there are some listeners of this podcast who have had that exact same situation happen to them recently. I don't think they sued, but they did have cancellations, and then those people went ahead and got married without <clears throat> contacting them. So if that's happened to you, please reach out. Let us know if you decided to sue. Or maybe the couple maybe. did reach out to the photographer and told them they were canceling their wedding and the photographer did not want to refund any of their money at all even though they paid in full yeah, and maybe the photographer still got paid and, and the photographer was actually busy the day of that specific wedding and was not willing to go photograph that wedding or send somebody yeah. out to photograph them i mean you know. Maybe the couple was completely cool with it. Maybe the couple was like, hey, you know what? Here's an extra 500 because we know that you're in dire straits right now. If we're going to play the what if game, Dustin, thank you, Ulysses, for saving the story. <laughs> wow. For making the photographer into the asshole. Thanks, Ulysses. <laughs> making you into the asshole. Not the photographer. <laughs> the photographer was just a good person who, you know, good had great clients who loved their money so yep. much. Molly Maher from our very own Facebook group recommended that we talk about this topic in a local photography group they're talking about weddings in mass she says here where she lives they are supposed to be required indoors a photographer asked what weddings were currently looking like etc and eventually one photographer said that if attendees weren't wearing a mask while inside that photographer should either talk to the venue or report the wedding and get the wedding shut down there's Close also mention of telling the couple that unless everyone was wearing a mask that they the photographer would wait outside until everyone put a mask back on these seem drastic to molly but part of her also kind of gets where they're coming from so uh, she was curious what our thoughts are boys bsb the blue shirt boys the blue shirt boys Most people listen to the podcast. Most people don't watch the video, so they won't see what I can only assume were gang signs that you both were throwing. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Definitely. Yep. On the hard streets of Fort Wayne and Redlands. Redlands. <laughs> see, uh, I, don't, I don't know much about Redlands, but, you know, as somebody from Fort Wayne, if I was talking to Ulysses and he was like, yeah, man, I just had a, had a real rough night here in Redlands, California. It was, you know, I barely made it home. I would have no idea. But you say something like, yeah, I, I, I had a hard time getting home in Fort Wayne, Indiana. People are like, what, like getting through the horses? Like, what, what did you have a hard time with on that? Like you stepped in cow poop? <laughs> I don't know much about um, Fort Wayne, Indiana, but I'm just assuming nobody's wearing masks there. So. <laughs> You would be assuming correctly. <laughs> it was it, it was a little rough. Corinne and I went to a so one of the big reception halls here in where I live um, does weekly food truck nights on Wednesdays, and it's like a big event. They have live music, uh, like you know five four or five food trucks come. Everyone brings their lawn chairs. It's a good time. It's like a barn type venue, and. Um, so they made a few days before the event, they made a big splash with their social media post saying that like that they would not be enforcing mask wearing at the event due to it being a private property with 16 acres for plenty of room for people to spread out and social distance at their own 
you know, desire. And you got there and it's just everybody giving each other hand jobs, like breathing in each other's faces. <laughs> yeah. So then we, we got there. That's a four like, way we, wedding for you. We brought, we brought our masks and we like, we went, didn't plan on wearing them as like when we were sitting and eating and drinking. Um, and then we got there and it was just like, it was just, we had a park like super far away. It was insane. It was like, you're at a concert. It was packed. And I was just blown away that, and I talked to one of the guys that was there and he was saying he thinks it was even busier than normal because they made the post that they wouldn't be enforcing masks. Yep. So yeah, Fort Wayne is definitely coming out on the side of not supporting the mask wearing and it's really Fort disheartening. Wayne has a big funeral <laughs> industry. That has been suffering for a while now, and they really wanted to get it to take off again. That funeral economy. Dustin, are you getting more requests for uh, to photograph uh, funerals by any chance? I'm just curious. Uh, no, I'm not getting any requests for it, but I did at the very beginning of COVID get contacted by funeral homes asking oh if I could live stream funerals. Oh my gosh. And I gave him like just some arbitrary price and he's like, we can't pay that. And I was like, then obviously their death is not that important to you. Wow. <laughs> who, who are you to put a price uh, as somebody on their who, death? I agree. I as, agree. Yeah. As somebody who has done video for funerals before. Uh, of course you have. Of course you have. It's typically not the funeral home paying you. It's typically the client paying you of the funeral home. And typically what they're looking for is somebody who will work with them in some sort of price range where they can just tell their clients, if you want to add this on, it'll be this much. And they might upcharge a little bit on their end and then just pay you instead of having the client pay you. But, yeah, no, that's totally yeah. what they were doing. And so when I was like, oh, it's going to be $1,500 to live stream a funeral, they're like, we were kind of thinking somewhere in the range of $300. You were like $1,500, and they were like, oh, my gosh, that's one-tenth the price of a casket that we sell. How, yeah. how could you ever charge that much for a video? They were like, how about a trade? We'll do your funeral for a discount when you catch COVID. <laughs> when you catch COVID while shooting one of, live streaming one of our funerals. Hey, that's a, we'll that's do a yours deal. for a discount. That's a deal right there. You know, you got to think about your future. You got to plan ahead. Just like shooting 8K, baby. Yeah. I bet you can get your whole family in on that contract. <laughs> All in one casket. Uh, uh, that got morbid fast. Um, yeah. So, what what's going on in the world of Van Elk? What are your what are your mask related wedding thoughts? Could you speak into the microphone and not like off to the side and then into it and then off and then into it? Sorry, sorry. As the person who edits this show, I'm just thinking about how frustrated I'm going to be at that moment just now, where you like leaned your head to the side. <sighs> Sorry guys, I'm angry and drunk. Um, <laughs> I'm angry because of the mask stuff. I'm not actually drunk yet, but we can fix that, boys. We can fix that. Um, or beer. Ab so absolutely. That pretty much sums um, up my question. 
into <laughs> what Steve's what feelings are, thoughts are about weddings. What are the and masks? masks? Uh, what's the mask situation like um, right now? Because we didn't have anything in our contract before COVID hit about masks or about people wearing masks. Um, we would have to default to things like our clauses about like photographers being safe um, and whether like whether or not a photographer could work in an unsafe conditions. So if we wanted to enforce this, that is what we would fall back on is hey, uh, we can't actually shoot in here while you guys are getting ready because nobody's wearing masks, and that creates an unsafe condition for our photographer. And when you guys signed our contract, um, you gave us permission to say no to things like this if it was unsafe. In practice, what has happened so far is I have still shot inside of tiny rooms with groomsmen, and I have stood in the corner as far away as possible and shot with like a 50 or an 85 or sometimes a 70 to 200. And it has not been fun, but, um, yeah, so I don't, I don't think it seems drastic to say you wouldn't go in and shoot something if people weren't wearing masks to get back to Molly's question, because there are people who are immunocompromised. There are people who are more at risk than say I am somebody who literally can eat, drink, do whatever he wants because he has no health conditions that he knows of, um, so am I incredibly privileged? Yes, I am. Um, and I understand that. But there are other people out there who aren't going to make be able to make these same decisions as me. Because like if they're around somebody with COVID like that, that could be like not like like for me, if I'm around somebody with COVID, there is a chance I might get sick and there's a chance that could end poorly and ending poorly chance that means death you know like the percentage the percentage of risk i'm undertaking by shooting a wedding where somebody might have covid is considerably lower than most other people because of my age because of my health stuff like that um if you were immunocompromised though and shooting something like this would mean for you there's or a living higher with someone living with yeah. someone that's immunocompromised then uh, I could definitely see saying something like, hey, guys, I can't shoot this unless you put masks on. And you have to know, like any situation, even though this is a health thing and it's scientifically proven that like, hey, this is dangerous, very dangerous for me. Because we live in America and everything's politicized, there will more than likely end up being somebody who's like, I'm upset about this. Um I would just say your best bet is to talk to your clients in advance. Let them know what's going on with you, especially if you're immunocompromised, and just say, we really need people to wear masks, or I need to be able to stay 6, 10 feet away from everybody. And I really need you guys and your bridal party family to respect that on the day. And if they don't, I will have to leave. And I'm, I'm, this is not me being like uh, – a liberal cuck or whatever you want to say this this is this is me you know looking out for my own health and my own best interest because i don't want to die because of your wedding and you don't want me to die because of your wedding you know mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, so man, ulysses what's your thoughts <laughs> well i live in california and masks are required so i don't see what's so hard about that <laughs> I'm so, going to cry. <laughs> so you've Terrible. done. You've I done hate weddings, Ulysses, since hey. the masks have gone into effect. 
Hey, Ulysses, is Del Toro Media hiring? <laughs> Just throwing that out there, buddy. You know, I've I I've read links real quick. <laughs> I've I've Anything only to give you to California, baby. <laughs> I've only I've only shot a uh, a few weddings since since the pandemic, and uh, we've worn masks the whole time. And as hard as that is to work with a mask on, um, it's really not. It's it's not difficult, and if I definitely feel a lot safer knowing that I'm less at risk wearing that than being around everybody who's not. And in the weddings that I have been, most people have not been wearing masks. And, you know, you do have that thought in the back of your head, you know, that people could have it or you might it might be transmissible or this and that. Um, And recently uh, this week, I actually just got tested for covid and I saw how easy it was and it's free. And if if you're going out and shooting or photographing people or, or just working in general and it is provided for free in your area, then I don't see why you wouldn't just want to get tested regularly. After doing this one test, I'm, you know, for my for my day job, I'm going out and shooting at least once or twice a week. So I'm just going to start getting tested every other week just just to be safe. Ulysses, can you uh, tell us what the process of being tested is like out there? Um, they, I, they stick something in your penis, right? Yeah, mm. No. All the way up your penis. They actually stick another person's penis inside your penis. It's the only way. <laughs> if that was the case, I'm sure you guys would have already gone, gotten tested. <laughs> oh, uh, Steve that, I've been tested several times. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Steve is also a test giver. You should really, yep. you should really uh, look into who's giving you that test and <laughs> do a little bit more research. It's really hard to find somebody hey, with a penis small enough to fit inside of my penis <laughs> when my penis is already small enough to fit inside most other people's penises. <laughs> I'm glad this is where we went with the podcast. <laughs> hey. Oh man. Uh, you know what? Anybody it- with a clipboard. I was expecting the test where they swab, you know, they say that they tickle your brain, they they stick the swab all the way up your nostril. Mm. But uh, before I went and got this test, I did a little bit of research, and apparently there's like there's different tests that they're doing now, and one of the newer ones is where uh, you do it yourself and you swab both nostrils and you don't have to go up that far and that's exactly what my test was i didn't, uh, I didn't hear you say anything about penises there are you sure that was the newest that, test? that's what they so, swabbed with so this new test had nothing to do with penises and you should definitely report wherever you went and got your test done <laughs> because there shouldn't be any penises involved there's a male strip club i think is where steve went <laughs> It's Steve's on a Saturday night. <laughs> Got his COVID test and COVID on the same night. <laughs> so, uh, Ulysses, just to backtrack. So when they give you the test to put the thing up your nose, um, that's also what inserts the microchip that's going to be tracking you for Bill Gates? Is that? No, how it's that's your mask that does that. The mask you uh, bought on Etsy is actually going to microchip you. I don't know, the but old... I keep, I do keep hearing this weird beeping sound every twelve hours. <laughs> you need to plug it in to charge it. You listen. Ah, to okay, 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 okay. You got to put your nose to uh, one of those um, wireless Apple phone chargers. Yeah, there you go. Put that up your nose. <laughs> <laughs> like totally so, 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 so. Uh, 
Josh Withers in our very own Facebook group asked if anybody owned stock in Kodak because Kodak is making the pivot of a lifetime right now. Isn't Kodak yeah. based in uh, – where did you go to college again? Rochester, New York. Okay, yeah. Right at the Rochester Institute of Technological Advancements for, for those who are incredibly amazing and insurpably talented, I think. Can you, can you repeat that title? That exact it was Rochester title Institute for the Clinically Insane. <laughs> that was our sister school. <laughs> I had to go there first to transfer in. <laughs> Uh, what, what do you guys think about this this big change? Kodak Kodak's getting out of the camera game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's sort of they're what we call Breaking Bad. They are uh, becoming big <laughs> are they pharma. Crystal Bad <laughs> becoming big pharma. What are they doing instead? I have not looked into they're, this. They're like uh, Dextrol and all those chemicals for making film and developing paper. They're like. I feel like if we just tweak the recipe, we could probably make some sort of a painkiller or uh, some sort of a drug that people could ingest. Um, so let's get into the drug-making game. Some some exec at Kodak was like, I've been mixing all of our film-developing chemicals with my cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of like insulin now. <laughs> I have never felt healthier in my entire life. Speaking of companies that are making big pivots, uh, GoPro just released a lifestyle brand. They're actually going to be, uh, they're, they're making like camera bags, hats, backpacks, um, all sorts of non- camera slash video photography stuff um well, what, what do you guys feel about that they're pretty desperate aren't they yeah that's like <laughs> uh, all right guys the drone didn't work osmo crushed our camera um let's see what can hats osmo let's go hats. iphones and android phones crush our camera let's let's if we're gonna get down to the nitty-gritty of it like ooh. It's a rough business to be in right now. I feel like the, the GoPro is a really great camera, but for them to be coming out with upgrades yearly, like there's not much to improve on the sports waterproof. I, I mean, I know they have improved on it, but like I had a, AK. a, a AK. hero. I had a hero three and I feel like I can still use it today. And I, I wouldn't want to upgrade to a hero nine or whatever the newest hero is. You know what I mean? The newer ones have considerably better microphones than like the hero three did. Um, that's one of the biggest improvements they made. Image I remember uh, camera stabilization in camera stabilization too. Like there, there are definite advantages to it, especially like the newer ones. Does if it you make want phone it calls? To... Can you text people? Can no, you check no, your Instagram? can't do all that stuff. Oh, okay, that's okay. that's okay. the uh, that's the downfall. Is like phones are the major yeah. killer of this because okay. as the GoPro has gotten tougher, like now my iPhone is waterproof up to or water resistant up to 10 meters or whatever. Does the iPhone have the in-camera stabilization thingy that the it does, GoPro? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And their microphones. It has better audio. However, however, devil's advocate, you wouldn't want, you wouldn't want to probably tape your GoPro or your iPhone 12 or whatever to your helmet as you go down a mountain. Uh, the last time I was at a water park, let me tell you, I saw a, uh, 
several people there with GoPros taped to the top of their heads. And every time I saw one, I was like, you are a creep. Get the hell away from me and my family. (sighs) I know GoPros have like a legitimate function, which is like extreme sports, hiking, such as water parks, all that kind of stuff. But water every I see people at water parks all the time with them. And I'm just like, why would you do this unless you're a creepy asshole? Uh, you would do it if you're like a travel agent who makes a YouTube channel about your travels. And you're a creepy asshole. Like when we were researching Disney for like what we wanted to do when we went, um, every video was like some sort of like Disney travel agent person that walks around Disney with a GoPro and like documents their trip and like, did you report them? Did you report? Yes. I'll be back. He's yeah, I'm gonna, He's I'm gonna grab. I'm gonna grab a beer real quick. Sorry about that, boys. Do you, you like that I'm wearing this blue button-up shirt and then gym shorts underneath that? And tube socks. Oh yeah, baby. Mmm. BSBs. Sorry, guys. I had to go grab a uh, Melvin IPA from. Oh, who's this from? Who is Melvin. this from? It's from yeah. Melvin. It's from Melvin. Mm-hmm. It, it's from Melvin Brewing. Yeah, it's a Melvin IPA. I'm going to finish off the podcast with the, the top button here. Ooh. I was going to go uh, down a button. Glad. We have Kip from Napoleon Dynamite on the podcast with us. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that, boys. Okay, uh, just two more things kind of gear-related. Um, apparently, I autofocus... On the Canon R5 and R6 is really good. Um, people have been talking a lot about how great it is at picking up on animals. Specifically, I saw people testing it with squirrels and stuff like that. So it could be a huge game changer for people in the nature photography type industry. But according to Tony Northrup and Jared Pollan, who are both doing tests with it against Sony cameras, they found that the eye autofocus in the R5 and the R6 is actually better than in any Sony camera that's out there. How do you guys feel about that, Sony shooters? Feel good. Feel great. <laughs> uh, my A7Threes are doing just fine. Do you guys ever feel like you have any problems with autofocus anymore now that you switch over to Sony? Because I know Ulysses, you Once. moved from Canon. Dustin, you moved from Nikon. So uh, what are your big issues there? Josh Withers last week talked about um, he sets up a Sony camera while he's doing his whole celebrant thing at weddings and does like a video for his people. And every once in a while, it'll grab autofocus on the wrong thing. And so Mm -hmm. like they'll be out of focus the whole time. But I mean, they're not paying him for that video. They're paying him to be the celebrant. And the video is like a bonus thing he throws in. So it's not as big of a deal for him as it would be for like you or me who might be shooting a video or photos where if something's out of focus, it's a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, the time I struggle with autofocus, um, is when the bride and groom are turned towards each other during Mm -hmm. the ceremony and I'm trying to shoot straight down the aisle and my Sony wants to grab focus on the officiant because it sees his face fully versus the profile face of the bride and groom. Um, so that's where I would say the biggest struggle bus is for AF in can't the Sony you, camp. Have you ever tried, uh, can't you train the Sony to specifically grab onto one person's face 
or like teach it somebody's face. So then like you could just say, teach it one of your couple bridegroom, whoever, uh, teach it their face and then it automatically pulls on their face. And as long as they don't have an identical twin somewhere in the bridal <laughs> party, you're probably good. Uh, there is supposedly a way to do that. I've never played with that because that seems like that'd be just way too much work to do especially when it's only about 20 minutes out of the day that it you know struggles mm-hmm. so it, for, it pushes me to find like a better angle on the couple versus just shooting straight down the aisle nice nice i do i do uh, dislike that straight down the aisle shot let's just be honest that's like a bail shot it's like i only cut to that if i desperately need it otherwise mm-hmm. i'm using my other cameras the whole time how about you ulysses you ever have any problems with autofocus um uh i've got a podcast episode coming out next week that's gonna contradict everything that i'm about to say but my answer to that <laughs> is uh, my answer to that is no wait what <laughs> <laughs> why would you contradict everything your next podcast episode is about to say? Why Why would you do this? Yeah, no. No. You're like Tim Cook called in front of Congress, getting lobbed these softballs and just lying straight to Congress about it every single time. Well, to find out more, you're going to have to listen to the Wedding <laughs> Photo Podcast next week. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll let you We'll let you promote your podcast at the end. Oh, my gosh. Which is a part of the um, Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast Network. <laughs> Dustin, this one's for you. Uh, the Nikon Z5 has been announced, um, and it's going to have dual card slots. How you feel about that, baby? You just switched over to Sony, and now now that sweet, sweet Nikon mirrorless has got those dual card slots. Wait, are those dual card slots those XD? Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> we probably no, should have uh, gone ahead and just confirmed that. Dustin doesn't shoot with dual cards, so it doesn't matter to him, right? Yeah. Next topic. Well, so, like, Steve, <laughs> I come from a place of love where I don't like conflict. So the idea of having dueling cards in my camera, constantly <laughs> fighting for the position of who gets to record the photo first, it just seems like that's a lot of aggression to hold it within one's camera. It's and... the CF card in the Canons. The CF card always wins. It's faster. It's better. It's sturdier. It's See, we, don't, we don't have just, CF cards at the Sony. Just, so do you, do you think they should ban dueling card slots in I all do. cameras? I, I've actually thought about tweeting it out to Trump. And you just, should start a petition for that, actually. Yeah. Ban on dueling. I mean, he's getting rid of TikTok. I, was, I saw they? breaking news today that TikTok is being possibly executive ordered out of this country. So I'm glad I didn't invest too much time and energy into that. Um, Ulysses, are you going to be okay? Uh, I know you spend a lot of time on the TikToks. They filled my heart with joy. If everybody can go to my TikTok, Ulysses Del Toro, with two eyes immediately and just like all of my TikToks, that's going to be... And then immediately subscribe to Instagram or something that'll still be here in a week. Is that where this is going? (laughs) No, baby, just give me that instant gratification. Get it to me real fast. (laughs) If anybody's still listening, just go follow me at Del Toro. Photo. If anyone's still listening, this is about the time of the show where they start tuning in. Social media is ephemeral anyways. Who cares if TikTok's gone next week? I'm going to hop on that next thing, baby, and then I'm going to run right away. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve... Maggie from a random Facebook group says, okay, so one more question, y'all. 
don't laugh. I'm new to the videography side. I just had a bride tell me that her wedding photographer said that she is not allowed to have a videographer at her wedding. And that if she is insistent on wanting a videographer, it has to be a friend of the photographer's. Is this normal? What? I'm a wedding Wait. photographer, and I've never told a bride she couldn't have a videographer. I'm aware it may just be an excuse, but I wanted to ask. Steve, um, the accent that you added to this question... Turned you on a little bit? Turned you on a little definitely bit? definitely sounded like it was from a very specific area in the U.S. Could you read that back to me as if maybe this was, like, from the U.K.? or Australia or something oh, like that. Dustin's actually our accent guy for all the foreign countries. Dustin, okay. can you give it to UK or Australia? <laughs> Sorry. I charge I charge extra for my accents. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, I'm willing to pay. Let's do it. Yeah, we'll take it out of the wedding photo hangover uh, anchor <laughs> anchor budget. Oh, I was I was actually doing a withdrawal from the wedding photo podcast anchor count real quick. Um <clears throat> password again ulysses was one two three four yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right what, what am i reading in an accent <laughs> maggie from a random facebook group and ulysses just wants to hear it in like a uk or australian accent you know the oh. dustin mckibben's go-to things he's hearing this for i think specifically when he says uk he's looking for maybe northern ireland or scotland oh yeah that'll work too that'll oh. work that'll work the, the one realm i for sure can't do yeah <laughs> a mixture of all of them would be just uh, okay. just fine <laughs> S- southern ukraine is okay yeah perfect perfect okay so one more question y'all don't laugh I'm new to the videography side. I just had a bride tell me that her wedding photographer said that she's not allowed to have a videographer at her wedding. And what if she's insisting on wanting a videographer? It has to be a friend of the photographer's. Is this normal? What? I'm a wedding photographer and I have never told a bride she couldn't have a videographer. I'm aware it may just be an excuse, but I wanted to ask. <laughs> brew, brew. What was that accent supposed to be, brew? No, that was amazing. <laughs> no, Ulysses. I want to hear where he thought that accent came from. I don't. I have no uh, idea. I, I, <laughs> which country? Which country? <laughs> who said it had to be a country? It was definitely a mixture of all of them. <laughs> yeah, you said you wanted a mixture. I went into the melting pot. Put a little bit of everything in there. Oh, God. All right. So does anybody have an, an answer for this one? I don't even know it's what the normal. question was. <laughs> <laughs> I read it. I don't even know what the question was. Oh, so the wedding photographer, oh, wedding photographer um, said there was not allowed to have a videographer at the wedding. Maggie, this is super not normal. And I think I think this bride, I think, I think this bride maybe just doesn't want to hire you <laughs> pinning it on the photographer but i've never met a photographer who would say something like this uh i'm not gonna lie um this we we on the videography side we do the flip i will actually not work with certain photographers oh yeah yeah 
Yeah, they're I've actually, for- you know, come to think of it, I have had a few clients who come to me and ask about this sort of thing, and I've just been like, yeah, no, 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 it's cool. Um, here is a list of videographers we will work with, and it's a list of every videographer in the United States of America, except for Big Burrito Creative. <laughs> Yep, and we've we've never had anybody ask to use Big Burrito Creative after seeing the list, so it's you know you could out. just ask you could just ask them what photographer they're working with and be like, oh yeah 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 yeah, I've worked I've definitely worked with name photographer, and so I'm on the list. No worries, we're good to go. I've definitely worked with name photographer. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've always wanted to name way my... back. I've always wanted I don't to want name, to name my business, names, but name and me are close friends. Insert name here, videography. Okay. Dustin has to do the rest of the Q&A in that same answer because that was just amazing. (laughs) Okay. But, but, I've heard of photographers saying they won't work with videographers, period. I know photographers that really don't like it when they find out there's a videographer there. And, I mean, as a... As a videographer, I've had situations where I would, I get really upset at the photographer because <laughs> they're just awful. I I haven't heard of a photographer not wanting to work with a videographer, but as a videographer, I have definitely felt a photographer not wanting to work <laughs> <laughs> with a videographer. <laughs> no, my favorite my favorite thing I've started to ask photographers as a videographer is uh so what typical focal length do you shoot with on a wedding day because i'm noticing a trend especially amongst younger photographers they'll shoot with one focal length all day whether it be a 50 or an 85 or a 35 it's usually a 50 millimeter f 1.8 i think that's mm-hmm. what you're getting at it's the yep. cheapest lens they could find that'll produce decent results so that that's what i'm always looking for to kind of gauge then what i'm going to put on my gimbal and so I have an equivalent focal length to what they're shooting with. So then I can judge how wow. close or far I need to be. And why, 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 why wouldn't you just shoot a professional quality level production every, on every, your own? Why would you try to match them? But so, every, videographer, every videographer knows that the best focal length to shoot at a wedding is a 24 millimeter. Come on, guys. You guys. So the last wedding video I did. This goes into my question or my answer. Zach Morris, timeout. Most of our listeners are too young to know that reference, Steve. Oh, no, no. I'm closing your lips just like Zach Morris would close somebody's lips. I'm going to open Ulysses' lips and then I'm going to say time in. Now, Ulysses, tell me about this 24 millimeter bullshit. (laughs) Oh, no. You know, I'm just joking. No, you're not. Are you? I want to hear what your reasoning is for what you just said. It, that was definitely a microaggression. <laughs> we had a videographer wearing a full gimbal's gimbal suit, you know, the stabilizers, which is fine. I I don't judge. Show up, show up in a gimp suit. You don't judge. Got it. No judge. Like that's cool. He he's wearing the suit the whole day. This guy must shoot. You know, ball mouth or this guy must shoot like films all day. Whatever. It's his thing. But uh, he had a 24 millimeter on for the entire wedding, and all of our wedding photos was him one foot away 
from the bride and groom the entire ceremony. It was fantastic. Well, yes. you know, he just loved that distortion, baby. <laughs> he wants. And, he, and he's a friend of the bride and groom, so I, I, I couldn't say anything. I so you just say. left him in all the photos. <laughs> Oh, I absolutely left them in the photos. <laughs> How great your friend looked shooting your wedding on your wedding day. Isn't this a great photo we captured of him? So that's hey, what I, I was going to say yeah. is I've now shot two wedding videos where I was the videographer um, and the photographer has been like, hey, so like the primary lens I shoot with on a wedding day is a 24 millimeter. Wow. And I'm like, you're kidding, right? Like this is like you're you're pulling my chain, and they're like, no, it's like I just got the twenty four one four. Um, I love it because you know I can capture the whole scene, or I can get really close and get you know just the couple, and it's like I don't need to change my lens all day. Did you stop and just look at them and say, "Hey, sweet person, you <laughs> thing. did you know sweet. that um, you can you can capture the whole whole scene or get really close." With literally any fucking lens in existence, <laughs> all you're telling me right now is you like to walk a lot. If you got a 24 to 70, I've I've heard of that. I, I've heard, I have heard of people where the 24 millimeter is like their go-to portrait lens, which to me is a little odd. What? But you know, to to each their own. But when it comes to weddings. Like, everybody should have the same etiquette. Like, don't stand in front of the ceremony the whole time. Like, go in, get your shot, get out, or just shoot from far away with, you know, a longer lens and and See, make it less distracting for because, everybody. Because she shoots with a 24 all day, she stood, like, two rows back in the ceremony and stood there the entire time during the ceremony. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And then just like think first dances, she's just like circling them for first dances, like two feet away, because she's getting like whole body, whole body with that twenty four. No, no, I have drank enough now. You cannot complain about people circling people in the dance floor because you have done that to me while shooting video, and I was shooting photo, so you cannot complain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I see yeah. You're still harboring a little bit of resentment there about the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, let's just say I learned a lot from you, and now I know not to do that. You learned a lot from me bringing it up multiple times on this podcast. <laughs> I just assumed you and Jen don't shoot the first dances. <laughs> I mean, if you looked at our work, you would assume we mostly don't shoot the day at all. <laughs> We just do the shoot late night snacks and portraits. Rest of the day off. Oh, uh, Gary Harfield from our very own Facebook group. Oh wait, sorry. Um, did we do we have an answer for that? Yeah. Um, don't work with a photographer who says they only work with certain videographers because you're going to clash with them all day and it's going to be a terrible experience, right? Right. Hey, I think hey, we're all in don't, don't work with Steve. Got it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't shoot with a 24 millimeter all day. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Definitely. Gary Harfield from our very own Facebook group. Says, oh, sorry, Dustin, did you want to take this one? Oh, uh, sure. Your, accent, your, your transatlantic accent. Transatlantic. <laughs> Hello there. My name is Gary Harfield, and here's my question. 
I have a question for you. There are a couple of URLs that I am very interested in <laughs> that have to do with New Hampshire photographers. If, <clears throat> if I were if I were to <laughs> if I were to bought those and link them to my main website, do you think my SEO w- would improve? Thank you for your time and consideration with my question. I, just I do succeed my time. The way you were talking definitely sounded like a I'm trying to be overly polite Southern politician. <laughs> I expected you to end it with like a thank you, ma'am. <laughs> Tip of the hat. Oh, guys, I don't know a ton about SEO. Um, do either of you know a ton about SEO? You from, know, from, from, from what I know about SEO, I feel like URLs aren't that important anymore. It, it used to be back in the day. Used, there used to be a time and place where everybody and their brother was like trying to buy their city wedding and the hopes that it would boost their SEO. I, to this day, still own a bunch of Indianapolis ones. Yeah, like uh, Comeapolis, Comeapolis. Um, what else did you own? Uh, I own VanElkCo.com. Penis, penis COVID uh, test, Apolis. <laughs> but um, no, right now Google uses different algorithms to factor in um, what they call domain authority. And if you do not have a high enough domain authority, it's not really going to matter if your domain name has the city in it. Yeah. Ulysses, what, 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 uh, what domains do you own? I'm just really appreciating uh, Dustin's Inglorious Bastards uh, accent on that last <laughs> question. Glad you picked it up. Glad you picked it up. There. <laughs> Is that what it was? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like owning a bunch of different websites. So, like you, Is that what... so it'd be like you own Redlands, um, like Redwood Lane. Redwood Lane. So, like, <laughs> great, uh, URL like Redwood Redlandsphotographer.com, like yeah, and then you you would have that, and then you would it would go to deltoramedia.com or something like that. I mean, I don't, I, you know, again, I don't know much about SEO, uh, but I imagine that the most important thing is what people are really focused on, and if you have Redlands photographer, Redlands wedding photographer you know, in your website that just the search alone for those things are going to redirect to your website. And everything mm-hmm. that I learned from Sally, Sally Sicko, like that, that's pretty much kind of how it goes. I basically based everything off of everything that she taught me and that's been working for me, you know, so just directly directing those keywords over to your website. I don't see how owning redlandsweddingphotographer.com and having that redirect to your website. I don't see how that's any stronger well, than just back, using those words on your website. Right. But, back but in the what day, about some of the top-level domains like Dustin has, like Cumtographer Redlands? Would that work out better, you think? I mean, yeah. if you're looking for a pornographer <laughs> type of... I still am the proud... <laughs> I'm, I'm still the proud Why owner of... Why are not top-level domains that are like... 
redlandsphotographer.pornography. I'm still the proud owner of betterthanpoop.com. Betterthanpoop.pornography. I, I don't I'm remember where nobody, I had it going. See what I'm saying? Like I'm that works. Nobody has bought that domain off of you, Dustin. That's my retirement plan. <laughs> uh, hey, still goes. You want to take the next question from Heather from a random Facebook group? Still goes to my college roommate's website. <laughs> You're just giving him all that great SEO <laughs> for people searching for better than poop. Ulysses, do you want to take the next question? You got the oh, the Google Drive up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Got give it. it. Give us your best accent for Heather from a random Facebook group. Yeah, no, Heather from a random Facebook group. <laughs> I need advice, and please. Oh, just... Ulysses, I'm sorry. I said best accent. Uh, I need need, need you know some what? good work from you. Here. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm gonna have to pass this over to my buddy Dustin here. Go ahead. No, Dustin. no, you can't pass this. Come on. Oh, I'm so angry. <laughs> Give me that Californian accent. I'm sure Heather's from Californian. I, I was giving you the Californian <laughs> accent. <laughs> hey, no, that was just bro. your normal accent. There we go. Hey, That's bro, Californian. Son, please, no judgment, dude. <laughs> That's perfect. If you could read the rest of it out like that, go for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely not going to do it. I can't do it. <laughs> so uh, in March, I had a May bride ask to reschedule her date for later in the year. Being that everything was so up in the air and it's completely new territory, I agreed to move her date to September and did not subject her to any loss of funds. She then asked me if I could capture their elopement. I again agreed, and we both came to an agreement that the hours used as the elopement would be deducted from the new date in September. The clients asked, the client signed a rescheduling addendum that I purchased from LawTog. I drove over an hour and a half to get the elopement and spent about an hour and a half shooting and then drive home. We didn't discuss drive time being deducted from the day of, and honestly, with everything going on in March and this COVID situation being completely uncharted territory, I was trying to accommodate them. Anyway, long story short, she just emailed me stating that the September wedding is now canceled because her fiance is going to training for deployment the day after the wedding and she would like a refund. I'm nervous on how to process because she paid in full in December. I've done her engagement session already and now an elopement. Honestly, I don't know what to do. We didn't discuss how much my elopement package was prior to me shooting it. We only discussed moving hours. I know this was dumb and I'm kicking myself now for sure. How would you respond? I want to be kind and understanding, but I also have a business to run. Well, the kindest and most understanding way is to put your business first and charge more money. Am I right? I feel like I'm right. Yeah. I, I have a, I, I think I have a pretty logical response to this. Is is Heather actually listening to this, or did you really just get this from some random person that might never listen to this response? 
I'll jump in the Facebook group that this came from, and I'll tell Heather to listen. Unless you say something really funny, in which case I'll never let her know. (laughs) Or both. (laughs) Or both. Which we might get. Or both I'll let uh, her know and never let her know. I, 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 I honestly feel where she's coming from. There's like a lot of uncertainty here. You know, she doesn't know how she managed this situation, if it's correct, if it's not correct, if she did the right thing or the wrong thing. But I think as a business owner, it's it's, you know, this is your place to kind of take the lead on how you run your own business. And if you say the right thing correctly, like you, you should be able to run with it. So, uh, it, you know, she already did an engagement session. She already did the elopement and she could include the drive time hours and she could respond with like, Hey, listen, we already did the elopement session. We already did the engagement session with drive time. So with all that involved, she can kind of calculate her own hours and say, I've already uh, accumulated so many hours to charge this much for. And because of that, I, you know, if she wants to, she could say, I will be refunding you this much and everything else is going to go to my time and the fees and everything that I've already, you know, you know, done up until now. And, and their couples should be okay with that. Like their couples will probably respond with a positive, like, okay, that sounds fair enough. You know, if if she takes the lead and decides for them what she has worked and how much she's going to charge for up until this point. I always like to ask myself when situations like this arise, the uh, the age-old term, CYPYM. Can you pay your P mortgage? in my mouth. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> or as the new kids say, CYFYK. Can you feed your kids? Um because at the end of the day, that's really all that matters. Can you pay your bills? Can you take care of your family? Um, and so what I do whenever a bride sends us an email saying they want to cancel and they'd like a refund, I send them a picture of my children in rags <laughs> out on the street holding you, an you empty You send them a natty. picture of your kids in rags out on the street, but the following week you post a picture on Instagram of your kids having the most joyous time in the pool. <laughs> and I say thank you so much for not not making me refund that money. We were able to buy this pool. Um, <laughs> thanks, PPP money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, it's a tough call. Uh, thankfully, we have not had to deal with it in too much detail uh but i also don't take huge deposits um which has changed this year for sure (laughs) (laughs) which changed yesterday for sure yeah um we definitely upped our deposits for next year oh why did you up your deposits dust uh because for the weddings that did cancel there was not enough meat on the bone to uh really put enough pain in the in the gut for I'm them i'm sorry what was that metaphor <laughs> there's not enough right. meat on the bone to put enough pain in the gut i started a new probiotic so are i got you, gut, gut on my mind in the gut with a bone with meat on it i'm hungry uh anyways no it's just the got a lot of brides who are you know 
I have a feeling we have at least two weddings that are switching to like elopements that are not going to be having us because we just weren't available and they're out of state weddings. So it's not like I can feasibly send like an associate shooter to Redlands to shoot all of our weddings we have there. But, um, yeah. But if they had a bigger deposit on the line, they might be more willing to work with when we're available versus just when they, you know, could do it. We only had one situation where that we were even worried about, and it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. Our our couple had paid in full, and the following day, their venue canceled on them and told them they had to switch dates, which they responded with. They were planning on sticking to a date and still using us as their photographers, and they were going to plan for a July wedding. But even with that uncertainty, we decided to just kind of hold on to that money. And if, I don't know, something told us like they were going to cancel in general and we didn't want to mess with the headache of keeping their money and and dealing with all that. We were just going to refund everything. But luckily, they postponed to next year and they found a date and everything's still kind of going forward. I know a lot of photographers are treating it very similar to like how the airlines are doing it where, you know, Hey, if you cancel on me, like totally fine, you get a full refund. It's just in the form of, you know, $4,500 in, you know, Del Toro credits and you get one year up to one year to use it. Um, no, we were going to give them all their money back. <laughs> no, um, no credits. That, that does not answer the, uh, C Y P Y M in my Del Toro credits on a dude wire shoot. Um, <laughs> it's a COVID test, dude wire shoot. <laughs> Steve style. Uh, we got one more question we want to answer here tonight. Um, this one comes from Stephen Van Elk from our very own Facebook group. Um, I thought the I question, him out. Shit. The question is, uh, what should I do if my good good friend Dustin? Asks me if he should enter into a real estate photography competition to convince him that this is a terrible idea. So if you could help out our uh, great listener, Steve Van Elk, with this um, pressing what, question. Uh, did he write what kind of competition it was? And like... uh, he said it was this kind of competition where he told Dustin not to enter it several times because Dustin was basically doing free work for nothing, and then Dustin told him to piss off. He was going to live his own life and do his own thing no matter what, and Steve could eat a bag of dicks. Um, it's that kind of competition. Did, did Steve go and eat said bag of dicks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were great, man. <laughs> oh, I loved them. Salty. <laughs> Crunchy. Um, I wasn't so, going to bring this up, but you said right before we started recording, we'll get into talking about this on the podcast. So Ulysses, don't you dare push that microphone away. <laughs> We're going to need a mediator. I'm also going to stay away from this one. <laughs> uh, so, um, so Steve's referring to a organization that, uh, so it's a real estate company that originally had promised me when they started up that I was going to be their exclusive photographer. And I think Steve were... just saw a ghost. 
Steve is a ghost, so he I sees his brethren all the time. I'm upstairs waiting to hear if one of my children is like crying or something. Sorry. Dustin, continue with your story. Everything seems to be okay. Um, so yeah, real estate company opened up, said I was going to be the exclusive photographer for them. Um, and in the 11th hour after countless meetings that got delayed, pushed back, um, last year, they went with someone else and never even met with me, talked with me, uh, kind of, you know, did me wrong in my mind. And I always harbored a bit of a grudge. And then out of the blue last week, they call me and they say, Hey, we've got this million dollar house coming up on the market. There's a child behind you, Steve, slowly <laughs> creeping towards you. Hence the thump. I'm, I'm listening, Dustin. And um, so they call me up last week and they say, Hey, Dustin, we have this million dollar house coming up on the market. Uh, we feel like our photographers just not really performing the way we anticipated. We'd like to try something out. If you'd be interested, we were, we'd like to have you both shoot this house and give it your best, do whatever you think is necessary to really make this house shine. And then we're going to give the photos to the homeowner and let them decide. And if you should be the one that gets picked, then we will discuss as a company about maybe using you moving forward. So uh, monetarily? And monetarily, we will only be paying the person who gets picked. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know about playing that game. Yeah, that's how I felt. But I was like, ah, you know, what do I have to really lose other than some time and money? And so, in in my in this is how I'm wired. It's like I can't like I should have just went into it like I would do any other house, shoot it like I would do any other house. But I I'm Dustin, man. I can't do it like that. So I hired my buddy Luke McBride, who you met down in San Diego. And like I had him come in, he shot a video, like an epic video tour of the house. Yeah, which so I imagine th- is epic if Luke did it. Right. And so I had him shoot the video because it's a huge, huge house. And so I knew I'd be there all day if I was doing photo. And then I had to go back through the house again and do video. And so we tag teamed it so that it, it, and it still took us two hours to get through this house. And... So let me tell you, being tag teamed by Dustin and Luke, nothing better. Dreamy, they say. Um, I wish I had spent a little bit more time with them in San Diego. You wish you would (laughs) have. But um, so, yeah, we shot the house and (laughs) I even I even took it a step further. So I paid Luke to shoot the house with me. And then I also had a custom website made up for the house. And so that I could send it to him, like I inputted like all of his information on it. So it looked like his website with for this house. So my my thought process was like he would get this and he'd be like, oh, my God, like this is plug and play. Like I post this thing on Facebook, like I'm ready to go. And um, and he got the photos and he said, these look amazing. These look great. As soon as I get the other photographers, I'll let you know what we decide. And right before we came on this podcast, I was waiting on Steve-O. And I was like, I'm just going to Google the address and see, you know, I haven't heard anything about it. It was Steve, the other photographer. (laughs) Yeah. No, I would have had a better chance if Steve was the other photographer. 
But yeah. um, maybe I tag teamed it with Luke too. You don't know. Hey. No, the other photographer didn't even do a fucking video. <laughs> oh, you sound mad. Did they win? Yeah, they Yo. won. So as Steve told me from the get-go, I had zero upside in this because all of which I knew in the back of my mind that there was a 99% chance that this realtor was just using me for a few different reasons. It could have been to just get the photographer to do a better job. It could be to get him to bring his price down. Like, you know, he could have been like, oh, we're thinking about going with someone else, you know, but if you're willing to bring your price down a little bit for the rest, you know, to stay our exclusive photographer, like just essentially he used me, I think, to leverage his current photographer and into this Hunger Games situation. What did uh, <laughs> Hunger Games situation? I want to know. I want to know what you learned from this situation. I learned that I will no longer ever work for a sleazeball realtor for free. How do you know they're a sleazeball realer, realtor? If they're because a realtor. every realtor Boom. I've talked to since going into this bargain was all like, just they're like, just talking about this makes me sick. Like, yeah, but what if what this? if you what if you knew that the photographer you were competing against was Steve? Then I would probably have done it. <laughs> now, this, what, this what if Steve to... hired Luke before you? Well, so the vi- video is like indifferent because the other guy didn't even do a video. Um, I would the have photos... you in from Redlands, Ulysses. Don't worry. <laughs> I'd go. I'd go for somebody who uses real cameras to shoot video. You know. I feel like you need Larry Marshall for this one. <laughs> the uh, the sad part is if you look at the listing photos, his interior photos damn well look just like mine. I mean, they're pretty pretty close. Uh, the only thing he didn't. How do you extra... know that the person even sent like your ridiculous website, I don't your ridiculous know. I don't video know. to the person? And, wait, I'm wait. willing to bet he only sent the photos because that's the only thing he was asking for or looking for. Did they also know your price difference? Maybe this other no, photographer I've was not like, even, "I've not even discussed my pricing." He said um, when he hired me, he was like. Um, you know, if you win, I will pay you whatever like you want to charge for this, like whatever you would normally charge for all of but this. Maybe they knew the other photographer. That's why I was like, I'm just going to load up as many services as I can get. Photo, video, website, sunset pictures. Um, so that way, you know, I can when he's like, oh, I'm going to go with you, Dustin. I'm like, great. Your bill's a thousand dollars for this house. <laughs> Maybe they could just smell that, like smell that in your photos. <laughs> They're like, oh, he's going to upcharge us if we uh, go with him. So better go with the other dude. Yeah, it's fine. At the end of the day, I'd, I'd, what I took away from it, because the more the more I talk to people about it, like Steve, I've, you know, I was more regretful for agreeing to it from the beginning. Your and, best friend, Steve, uh, who gave you great counsel, who's always there for you and who loves you. Um, yeah, you know, just just Steve, whoever this guy is. Um, yeah. I, I I believe people call him Thick Stick, but you know, whatever. It's not a big deal. It's uh, it's a joke we mic- made on the podcast, but you know, whatever. Micro Stick. Um, <laughs> would like to for um, microphone. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I just wish I wouldn't have done it from the beginning. And every other realtor I've talked to, it's like I just want to work with realtors who respect me and value me and aren't trying to leverage 
other people using me and I just felt very used and dirty and it was like a weird, weird feeling. And you didn't even get paid for, you know, getting dirty yeah. and being used. Well, yeah. I mean, I haven't talked to him yet. I just Googled the house and saw that he obviously used the other guy's pictures because the outside pictures weren't as good as mine. And That's a subjective thing. Um, you should report you know. him for sexual harassment. It's yeah, it's kind of what it felt like. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Did I miss something when I ran out of the room to deal with Steven, my child? Even um, sexual harassment is no laughing matter. <laughs> sorry, I can't help myself. Sorry, Dustin. We don't choose what we find funny. Apparently, Dustin. I'm finding this very funny. Though. Dustin, I'm sorry that Steve's laughing. This is a safe place. No, that's your podcast. That's this true. Podcast is far from safe. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> that's very true. Yeah, I'm glad we got this all out there. If you Dustin, want to switch over to to our personal Skype, uh, we can continue this on my podcast. Dustin should have taken my advice. I'm glad we're all in agreement on that. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I do. Ah, oh, gosh. I know I said that was the last question, but I do have one last question. Um, Ulysses Del Toro from our very own Facebook group said uh, this, and I uh, got to know what the answer is. So uh, he said, "Um, got this message today, bro. Am I being trolled?" And uh, then he included a screenshot, and it was, "Would you be able to get all pictures you?" you take unedited of course do you supply any of the wardrobe for her or is that something we need to have and the next thing was would you happen to do anything like this and then there was a screenshot in the message that Ulysses screenshotted and it said do you see animals or humans first <laughs> wait serious it's a series of photos oh where, where there's like people coming together and making like uh with their silhouettes making like a an animal like a roar shock test <laughs> dustin scroll down in the show notes you can see it i included the photo there and i will i, I swear it. i swear i was being trolled there was a there, there was a client who asked about me doing maternity photos which of course i do and then the following message was would you be able to get all the picture would we be able to get all pictures you take unedited of course as if that's a normal thing for anybody to receive <laughs> also they said do you supply any wardrobe for her or is that something that you that we need to have ready you know, a lot of people when I do maternity shoots show up completely butt naked. But they can, yeah, yeah, me yeah. I know. to have the clothes for them. I, I, and if I don't have the clothes for them, we just have to do a nude maternity shoot. Like that's a normal thing. And that's actually what I told them. I was like, you know, if you end up showing up butt naked, we'll just end up having to do some sort of boudoir shoot. Or you can wear my blue button downs. <laughs> 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 and then and then they asked me, would you happen to be able to do anything like this? And yeah, it's these ridiculous like freaking yeah, animal. I, I see it. Oh my god. Yeah. I I and basically like absolutely. No, 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 no. You're like absolutely I know how to use Photoshop. I mean shoot no. like that. All of that was a huge no. Like, my response was, you do not want to hire me for this, basically. <laughs> you said that to them? For the, in, in better words, yes. 
You would prefer to hire someone else, not me. Thank you, Brew. Yeah. This is Del Toro out. Yes. Yes. We are not interested in doing any of that. <laughs> and you just have to raise your prices, man. You're just like, not even oh, it. you want the animal portraiture package. That's $9,000. We shoot that in 8K. Uh, we give That's you an it. unedited 8K black magic file. Let me ask you guys a question. 12K if it's black magic. Come on. How much are your guys' raw photos worth? Mm, we typically charge $1,200 for raw file delivery. I, I <laughs> delivered raw files. I don't know how to answer this. Um, you know, when I was shooting raws for, for clients, it was typically video. No, photo. It no, 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 video photo. Back how much would you guys sell your, your raw photos for? Uh, typically don't ever have sold them <laughs> because the client would have no way to open them. But if they did, if they wanted your raw photos. I don't know what you're talking about, Dustin. With an Apple computer, you can open raws now right in preview, baby. You got them full blown right there. And then you just save them out as JPEGs. JPEGs. They don't know that. I just explained this to them, though. And I say... <laughs> Um, well, I shoot in this super secret format that computers can't open unless you're me and have a code with a key and a key card ID, and that's Dustin, me. It sounds Are like you, you the it sounds key like you master. Hate money. Uh, I don't hate money. I just hate clients bastardizing my photos, which they'll do anyways with the edited JPEGs. All right, all right, you listen. I'm going right, to drop Ulysses. this mic now. You tell me, what what do they do in California? What do they do in California? How much are you charging for them? Rows? I'm not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't offer them. What do you... I, how, how, how much do you, you charge don't have a raw, raw dog? Clients? You don't have a raw dog package? There's, there's no raw dog package here. If your client comes to you and they're like, we need that new COVID test we heard about on the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast, will you raw dog me, Ulysses? What do you say? Uh, for people listening, he pushed the microphone away. I think Ulysses is done with my shit tonight. <laughs> is that on wheels? That's so smooth. It is so smooth. Um, listen up, uh, Blue Shirt Boys. Uh, are there any more questions? Or are we done? Are we done? Are we done? Oh. No, nobody had any questions. I mean, we had a question from Dustin. We had a question from Ulysses. No, no more do you, questions. Do you, do you have any questions? I don't, remember asking, I don't remember asking any questions, but thanks That's for right, that. That's right, because Steve Fano doesn't ask questions. That is correct. <laughs> he just gives answers. Really, really poor answers. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And while you're at it, leave a five-star review for the Wedding Photo Podcast. That's the Ulysses Del Toro Podcast. Um, it's great. It's one of my favorite podcasts. Um, Ulysses has awesome guests. Like, uh, oh, his last published Style episode Boy. had... Style Boy great, Van Elk. Great, yeah, it was Style Boy Van Elk. That was his last guest. I mean, I mean, by the time this episode comes out, he might have another one. I don't know, but, you know... Uh, I'm actually really looking forward. Ulysses sent me a photo of him recording with his friend Eric McFarland, and those are always some of my favorite episodes that he puts out. Um, 
If you want to connect, we're at Wedding Photo Hangover on Instagram. Ulysses, his podcast is at Wedding Photo Podcast on Instagram. Dustin, my man, is at Dustin underscore McKibben. Ulysses is at Bound by Beauty. And I'm at Stephen Van Elk. We have an awesome Facebook group you should join. Just search for Wedding Hangover. And while you're at it, search for Wedding Photo Podcast. That's another awesome Facebook group that Ulysses runs. Um, if you want more content, though, head over to Patreon by going to patreon.com slash WPH or just go to stephendustinsavetheworld.com, baby. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right next week after you shoot another wedding. Dun, dun, dun. Ulysses, dun, dun, did I get all like, uh, Instagram tags, right? Did I miss any? Uh, yeah, Del you can Toro also Toro, you can also Del go Toro to media. you can also find my podcast at Wedding Photo Podcast on Anchor and donate there for no reason at all. <laughs> uh, Ulysses, <laughs> um, what it good, my blue shirt boys? Um, what it good? I watched right. Palm Springs last night with my wife. Hey, that one that was a good movie. I'm going to murder both of you if you destroy that movie for me. Oh, it was so good. I have not seen that yet. If you guys spoil it for me, I, I, our friend, friendship over. Friendship I over. That's I, won't, I won't spoil anything for you, but uh, I'm a, uh, I am a Sandberg fan, and uh, he did a great job. That's a good movie. It, it had everything you want in a movie. Like, it was just, it had... My little bit of science fiction I wanted to know about. It had your your little love. It had your funny. It had awesome cinematography. It had. I had no idea what it was about, by the way, when I saw it. I just knew it was Andy Samberg, and I threw it on, and it did not disappoint. I had no idea what it was going to be about. I was worried it, because it was Andy because Samberg. Because I was watching it with week. my wife. <laughs> <laughs> This week, this week, I have re-listened to the entire Pop Star Never Stop, Never Stopping soundtrack. I bought the movie Pop Star Never Stop, Never Stopping on, you know, iTunes. Um, I'm a big Lonely Island fan. I, I own Hot Rod. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, nice. I've been a big fan of theirs ever since Channel 101 when they put out the boo. Jen made a wedding uh, itinerary. And I had been making jokes all week about uh, if if you ever watch the Boo episode one from Channel 101, there's like a little squirrel that comes out and he's like, all right, now, put on your 3D glasses. And I've been making jokes about putting on your COVID masks um, all week. And so Jen, on the itinerary for the last wedding she shot, she photoshopped Frazzles the squirrel with a mask on and it said, put on your masks. Um, just like I've been joking around about all week. So I'm a huge fan of Lonely Island. And I have haven't not seen watched this. I Why? haven't seen it. I'm so sad. I'm so sad. We should Jen watch, and I watch it together. And uh, <laughs> oh, it's like 1.20 in the morning over here, Ulysses. Perfect time. Perfect time. Perfect time for me to start working out. Get a jump start on you for the next day with our Apple Fitness uh, Challenge thing that we're that doing. That reminds me. I got to get my... Oh, get screw this. you. Don't Don't you dare do another one. I need 40 more points. <laughs> I hate you so much. Just for listeners at home, last week we had uh, Josh Withers on the podcast. I'm doing a fitness challenge with him right now. I'm also doing one with Ulysses and one with Morgan Roberts. I'm beating Josh and Morgan, the two people I thought I would never beat. You don't even use your Apple Watch. 
I actually didn't I, have it. My I just want to let the only person I thought I'd stand a chance against on this is Come smoking on. me right now. He's like 200 you know, points ahead. I just want to say that uh, I'm really proud of Steven and all his accomplishments <laughs> and all the working out that he has been doing. But also, you need to fucking step it up, bro. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> usually, usually the shit sandwich is like compliment put down compliment that was just compliment put down did you want to bring that back it was a thick like, compliment it was a thick compliment um, it was a very it was the, like an open face shit sandwich you just served me yeah sorry uh be a better you <laughs> oh okay still just yeah okay got it got it that's still not it just negative. oh i didn't bring it back sorry um stop sucking no that's not that's not right sorry i can't um i can't figure it out man just you know do better <laughs> <laughs> like all of steve's teachers <laughs> dustin doesn't you get anything good besides palm springs like ulysses just brought that hot, hot heat the palm springs is on uh hulu right dustin brought it up yeah oh, dustin brought it up ulysses yeah. then do you have anything good I'm watching Attack on Titan, and I don't recommend it because there's like 500 episodes. The anime? It's very time-consuming. Yes. Yes, the is anime. It it's very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Why would you recommend that, then? Why would you recommend that? Because it's time-sucking. <laughs> I, I don't watch a lot of TV, and this has taken up a lot of my time trying to get through these episodes. But yeah, it's it's very, very good. And uh, the whole concept is just super dark. It's awesome. What's the mm-hmm. concept? Uh, there are these people living within these these confined walls, and they're protecting themselves from these a giant- virus that's yeah. outside the wall, and um, they have to eventually get like a test where they put their penises inside someone else's penis. <laughs> very close. It's very close to that. Yeah. 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 No, they're they're protecting themselves from these giant titans, which are human-like figures. Condom wings. And they eat people. It, it's it's insane. You got to check it out. Go check out a trailer or something. It's it's pretty awesome. What what's it on Netflix? It's uh the first two or three seasons are on Netflix, and then on Hulu they have, I think all the seasons. Maybe there's like five or six seasons. Is it yeah. appropriate to watch with, say, a nine-year-old boy who's woken up twice while we were trying to record? Because according to him, he's no. been seeing demons. No, it's definitely rated R. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he probably has good his for dad's him. Then. Night terrors. Yeah. Right. Nope. 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 <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll tell you, this is not much of boy. this is not much of a spoiler alert. This is like the very first episode, but. Uh, the main character, um, his mother gets eaten by a titan, and it's a very graphic scene where the mother's looking at him while she's being eaten so by it's a giant titan. So. Kind of like in the Trolls movie when Branch's <laughs> grandmother gets eaten by a Bergen right in front of him. Uh, just throwing that out there. If you haven't listened to the most you know, recent Down Down I, Critics Are Down yeah. with Morgan Roberts, where they talk about trolls, um, you know, that's out there. My, my son actually knows the concept of Attack on Titans, and he he was the one that told me, he's like, 
hey, I heard it's kind of like trolls, right? Where like, <laughs> and now that I think of it, now that I think of it, I was like, yeah, it is like trolls, but way more graphic and disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> and he has not seen Attack on Titan yet. <laughs> yet, keyword. Yeah, he will. Oh yeah, of course, there. dude. He's a huge anime fan. Of course, he's gonna watch it. Wait, what? What animes is uh, Gabriel into? I have no idea, to be honest. <gasps> wow, what a bad you know, dad! He, he watches. Bad dad. Uh, he watches Naruto. I know that's a big one. Uh, what is it? Uh, My Hero Academia. That's like his favorite one. And does he ever Naruto run? He does. Yeah, yeah. He definitely does. <laughs> I had to teach him how to run normal. Because he was Naruto running. He'd been watching so Naruto ever since he was first born. Like, no, man, you're going to eat crap if you fall that way. <laughs> Dustin, do you know what Naruto running is? Nope. It's where you sprint so fast that, like, um, you put your hands behind you while you're running and lean forward and sprint. Like That's you how I normally run. Doing, yeah. Because, because you're running so fast you have to break the wind with your body it's okay yeah. it's okay dustin runs like 0.2 miles an hour it's fine yeah. it'll be all right just, just wait till i get a new apple watch and then i'm gonna <laughs> challenge you guys to so many challenges i don't even know what that means but it Let's sounds do it. invisible do you even wear your apple watch anymore last time i shot a wedding with you you dustin, weren't put even it on right it. now and we'll challenge you right now uh so last week my son so I have it sits on a charger next to my bed, and my son plays with it in the mornings, and he finally slammed it into our tile floor, and shattered the face. <gasps> but it's unshatterable. I have the Apple OG baby, Apple Watch OG. Original. Okay, 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 Dustin. Okay. So thanks so much, guys, for asking what I've been into recently. Um, oh, just we really didn't glad. Care. We were really glad I have I friends we were, like you guys I thought, around. We were gonna, I thought we were ending it right here. Yeah. Damn it. Good night. Oh, no, more? no, no. Steve's been My, into mask wearing and COVID testing. I know no, I've been. been. Uh, so, so you guys are both on the, the grams, the Instagrams, right? Nope. I have people for that. Do you guys uh do you guys like sharks? Nope. Jeez. <laughs> wow. I hate you both right now. Uh I've been uh, I've been really really into um Juan Sharks and Sharks. Juan Sharks and Ocean Ramsey. They're uh they're two they're like two people who swim with great white sharks and like a year ago they swam with uh Big Blue, which is like the biggest great white shark that we know of and just like swam with a great white shark like no cage, nothing, dude. So this and, is what uh, you want to do? This is yeah, your dream. I mean, oh, you oh no, no, no. I, I want to be completely clear here. If I were to go out into the ocean and there was a great white shark within two miles of me that I knew of, I would be pissing and shitting all over the place. Wait, so much fear. Steve, I would be stressing out. That's my why heart they call would be, it like through a the wetsuit. Roof. Steve, yeah. if that's, if that's come... why Juan Sharks and Ocean Ramsey are so amazing to me, because they're like out there swimming with great white sharks, just like Steve. in the ocean. Steven, if I said if if you show up to California and I said, Steve, I set up a swim to swim with great white sharks for you. I would say, well, it was great. You know, Ulysses, that's really cool. 
I hope you have fun. And then I would fly back to Indiana so fast. <laughs> I'd be so scared. Actually, my older sister swam with great white sharks off the uh, coast of South Africa. She said it was super cool, um, but she was in a cage the whole time. And I think in a cage, I would probably be okay with it. But uh, the the like open water stuff, like one one sharks and ocean ramsey do on instagram like scares the crap out of me just even looking at their photos where it's like one of them swimming and there's like a shark coming up at them just scares the crap out of me they they swim, they don't just swim with great white sharks they swim with all sorts of sharks and uh dude it's just scary it's scary as hell <laughs> well, the next time we go to africa steve i'll set that up for us <laughs> the next time we're in africa because we go to africa all the time it's not like a got, one-time deal. Got called about it yesterday. Cool. Sign me up. I'm in. <laughs> I know what to get you for your birthday now. Sweet. Oh, my birthday? Wait, what? <laughs> You're thinking about me? This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, next time you come down, I'm going to throw you in the water with some great white sharks. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should call it quits here, boys. Thank you guys so much for recording with me tonight uh, at the first inaugural meeting of the Blue Shirt Boys. Goodbye. Goodbye. There's no raw dog package. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs.